Yes, yes, welcome back. It's your boy, Eduardo Jackson, CEO, founder, creator of the Cinema Draft Game, back with my very special guests. They're like family. Hell, they are family. It is Family the Pod. We're talking about our on our official on-call therapist, official Cinema Draft on-call therapist. It's Nicole Ward. Say hello, Nicole. Hi. Yes. And you know her, you love her, or actually you don't know her. She's being kind of incognito. She's in TV research for an unnamed Hollywood studio. It's Momo. Monet. Say hello to everyone, Monet. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. She's such a nice, sweet little voice. Okay, so the drinking game tonight is being contested. Why? Because our main <laughs> topic tonight are top three psychological thrillers, and somebody has an issue with the word. I picked the word, which may not be straight out of the DSM-4, but it's fairly apropos. But I would like to open up the floor to debate what the word, the drinking game word of the night shall be tonight. We will leave up to. I would like to use the word crazy. I hear there's some stigma against this. Let's talk about. Let's talk about it real quick. Why can't we use the word crazy? Because it's not what I'm trying to do, which is to have people not be stigmatized with the word crazy. That covers so many things that aren't. You know, it's not nice. It's not a nice word. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Okay, all right. So, I, so I mean, I get it. I get it. And if if I was just, you know, but with you having, I mean, you don't have to say the word every time we say it, you can drink. Nope. But you have named what my profession is and made me therapist for the pot. So this is me uh, doing my due diligence. How's that? Okay. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> do you have any feelings well, about the word crazy, Momo? I'm working on it. <laughs> Now, for what it's worth, I do not use the word lightly against women, especially black women. I do not use the word crazy lightly almost ever. I would hope not. No, 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 no. I want to live. I want to live. No, um, so, okay. um, A replacement word shall be, uh, you know, I might, let's say, uh, okay. (laughs) The replacement word will be off because some people be straight up (laughs) off. These damaged off people. You know, I'm gonna Better, give right? you, I, I'm gonna give you that because we're talking about the, the psychological thrillers, and you can explain what that is. So yeah, that I will go ahead and. I mean, because, because I, we, I, we, we, yes. we need to use words. I'm actually gonna. We need to use words we'll actually use in conversation because I'm not going to yeah. say, oh, they're suffering from deviant behavior or or they've got like undiagnosed, traumatized. No, no we're not going to do that. So. Well, no. Yes, yeah. that that works because we're not talking about therapeutic movies. We're talking about psychological thrillers. <laughs> That's so right. There you go. If they, were no- if they were balanced or normal or on, then we wouldn't be talking about them, right? They wouldn't make movies about them. I am not agreeing with all of that, but go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right, so let's go to my one of my favorite segments of the show, which is what I'm watching. That's right, that's right. First up, of course, is Baywatch, and I don't know about y'all. Now, now there are two major movies that opened last weekend that are competing for our attention, and damn it, and you know, and so we had, had a, bit, a bit of a Sophie's Choice, like, do I see Pirates 5, which I have a feeling is going to be kind of, uh, you know, first, but, or do I see Baywatch? And of course, one of Pirates 5, because 
it was in D box. And I just must light $25 on fire to go see a movie in 3D D box. That was just going to suck. And it, I would say it totally sucked, but it was it was very underwhelming. I'm totally glad they're ending this franchise. J- Captain Jack Sparrow's antics. I mean, even he looked like he was going through the motions, as, even though he, Johnny Depp claims he loves the character unconditionally, whatever. But it's time for it to go. The first three were great. last two were garbage. So I went and saw I went and saw uh, Pirates on on Thursday, but on Saturday I did hit that Bay or was it Saturday or maybe it was Sunday? I think it was Sunday. I went and saw Baywatch, and that shit was lit. I heard it was a mess. No, it was hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, it was like the perfect mix of of comedy, action, raunch. And and you know bikini bots they they probably had the prettiest most diverse cast in screen history. Priyanka Chopra she could she could recite the telephone book and I will watch every page. Oh it was I mean it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. It's what you want out of a summer movie. And all these critics and people who were hating on it, the Manola Darguses of the world, uh, they can just go sit somewhere because I had a ball. Matter of fact, I'm backed up too by Ring Balls. He works in the movie theater, damn it. He sees a ton of movies. And even he was, said he was fucking dying. It was awesome. Baywatch, go see it. And yes, of course, I'm biased because I did go to school with the director and all that good stuff. We were, you know, casting <laughs> plays, whatever. But I'm just saying that that movie was lit. I had a great time. I had a ball. <laughs> what? What? I, Have you all know. seen Baywatch? No. Are you gonna go see Baywatch? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> what you got against fun? What y'all got against fun? That thing. It can be fun on my TV at home when it gets ah, there. Yay! It, it's 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 entertaining as hell. So yeah. So what what is the scuttlebutt in in the research circles, Momo? What what's scuttlebutt about Baywatch? That it was a mess. <laughs> is that it? That they didn't say why. Oh, it's just a mess. I just so heard that, yeah, yeah, I heard it wasn't even like, because I said, okay, is it one of those like silly messes, like where it's still silly and dumb, but it's still good and you had a good time? And yes. folks were like, no. <laughs> People just take now, life way too to seriously. Be fair, Mm-hmm. But to be fair, to be fair, that was only a handful of people. First day back at work from the small holiday weekend, you know, so size. small sample size. So you know, I'm I'm not gonna speak for everyone, but from what I've heard to date, it didn't, uh, it, it it wasn't received all that well. But you know, I'll keep an open mind. I still am not gonna go see it though, <sighs> not on purpose. Shoot! All right, well we're moving on then. Damn it, I, I believe in you, Baywatch. Great job, Seth. <laughs> brought it what did it do time. at the box office oh it did not do well i mean comparatively like it, it was i mean the early tracking had it at like 30 to 32 million then as as we got close to the weekend it kept dropping down to like the 20s and it actually did 18 over the three-day weekend and then if you include the fourth day for a, for a memorial day it only did like like 23 it, it did not do well so good thing oh, it only it cost like 69 third. million yeah, it came in third. It only did sixty nine million. Or it was only I think they only cost sixty nine million, and it was also I think it was one of those co productions with China. So they'll be fine. You know, they'll they'll open that shit up yeah, and like they'll, they'll, they'll make some money off of it. But yeah, that's not. Good. I mean, you know, if if you know the Chinese censors don't censor the entire damn movie, I mean, there's a lot of raunch and and bare flesh. It was pretty cool. Um, all right, so fine. The next one up. Next one up that I saw this week that I really enjoyed. 
is the Filthy Rich Guide. Oh my God! Let me do so. All right, let me tell you about the Filthy Rich Guide. This shit is you know. Let me let me let me, let me Google this. Let me, let me look this shit up for you guys. You guys have you guys. Okay. Need to what am I watching this on? This, this all right. So it's on it's on CNBC. First of all, okay. I don't even know. It was late. I think it was late. Um, was it late Sunday night? And I don't even know how it was. It was on this channel, but um. But I was on CNBC for some reason, and I just kind of got suckered in. And here, I gotta share my screen. You guys gotta just just drink in this lusciousness. This is just too much. This guy, oh my god, he is hysterical. He so okay. he's host, he right? Looks like Don Draper a little bit. A little bit, little bit. He is so smug, so arrogant, so like over the top in his performance as the host because he has all the voiceovers and everything. It's basically just. Filthy Rich God is basically just following around rich people and and their kids and stuff they like to do. Just like not just like rich people, like filthy rich, like billionaires. They only deal with like billionaires and like really high profile, uh, super rich uh, celebrities and stuff. And it is, I mean, it's ostentatious, it's ridiculous, and it is totally hilarious. He is so over the top that I, I mean, he's got to be. I mean, it's a Hall of Fame hosting performance. It really is. I mean, I, I don't even know how else to describe it to you, but just out of control he's so smug with everything and and just, just just do yourself a favor and like and like tape or record one episode and you'll see exactly what i mean exactly okay what I mean. so so what am but what is is it it's it's reality? like I'm rich and famous only updated a lot snarkier and okay so he's the host he's the host yeah okay his name okay. is Robert Torty. I followed him on Twitter. He doesn't really tweet that much, but I mean, and he's, I guess they had a marathon going on. So I kind of got sucked into it. And then I just sought it out on my, on, on demand. And I, and cause I was, I mean, while y'all were out barbecuing or traveling or doing whatever it is you guys do on Memorial Day, I was stuck working. I worked from like 7 a.m. to like, you know, basically till House of Cards came on at like 12, 12 at night. And I just had this thing running nonstop. I've seen all, I'm caught up to date on all three seasons of The Filthy Rich Guide. <laughs> It was, it was, I mean, considering, I mean, just in the background while I'm working and stuff, but it was hysterical. And the worst part about it, and I tweeted out a couple of things while I was watching this. So I was like, I found myself judging these rich, rich ass clowns the entire time. And it got to the point where after a while, I started getting, secretly getting ideas. Like, oh my God, what if Cinema Draft blows up? Well, can I, can I do with gold flakes in a, in, in a, in ice cream? Can I, can, can I like buy a, a, an island just for my dog? I mean, you know, it, it's just really wow. ridiculous. Filthy rich stuff. So yeah, filthy rich guy. An island for a dog. Oh, I, that actually might be a slight exaggeration, but there was a there, someone bought. Oh, uh, Salma Hayek and her like billionaire, you know, baby daddy, whatever. They bought a mini mansion, not like like minute, like you know, treehouse mini, but like uh, like you know, a six or seven thousand square foot house, whatever, for their five year old kid or something, six year old kid. I mean, she. I want to talk about spoiled. They had they they yeah, they did this one profile on this guy named um who has an Instagram called It's Lavish Bish, and he just it's, it's like uh Dubai or 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 United Arab or Emirati uh kid kid. And then I was all my you know playing off daddy's money. Just goes around insulting all these people because they're they're poorer than his dad. It's just like it's just so totally ridiculous. But I had such a great time because I'm judging the entire time, and yet you it you never get you never stop getting shocked shocked by the opulence the extravagance and just like the lack of self-awareness these rich people have these filthy rich people have <laughs> it's amazing Joe, tr trust me on this one all y'all listening at home watching at home trust 
your boy. Just just do one episode, you'll see exactly what I mean. Especially Robert Torty. That dude is host hall of fame. Like like way past Chris Harrison. We're talking Chuck Woolery territory. Host Hall oh, of Fame. Wow. Okay. Yeah. CNBC? Yeah, CNBC. Oh, straight you pumped up. It up. Yeah, that's right. And the last one, of course, is House of Cards. Hmm. Oh, how I love thee, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say much because y'all are probably behind. Uh, and... No, E, it hasn't even been released for 24 hours yet. So, yeah, no. And I'm halfway through episode 11. Don't I actually stopped my busy anything. watching schedule <laughs> to, to come, you know, to deign to do my job, I guess, to do this damn podcast. The sacrifice I make for you guys. Work all day on Memorial Day so I can spend most of today, you know, working slash watching House of Cards. But yes, it was it's amazing. It's on fleek. I don't know if it's like one of the I don't know if it's the best season, but it's definitely one of the more interesting seasons, be, partially because of course real life events, real life tyranny, <laughs> and the tyranny oh. of the underwoods is just great. And of course, I think I tweeted out like a couple hours ago my annual um, you know, uh, but my annual Claire Underwood is Bay tweet because she's just she's wife goals. She's hashtag wife goals. You want someone like that in your corner. She is ruthless. She'll go to the mat for you. She's devious and cunning and sexy. Fly wardrobe. I mean, I mean, one more can you want? One more can you want? And if you get sick or whatever, she can run the country in your absence. I mean, who, I mean, what more do you want? What more can you want? I mean, she's great. So yeah, I mean, I love Claire Underwood. She's, oh, she's a man. great character. Gotta give me a Claire. Gotta give me a Claire. I mean, sexually fluid. I mean, they're. I mean, it's it's just the whole thing is so crazy. I can't <laughs> wait. I, mean, I can't wait for y'all to get to get caught up. We might have to revisit this in future podcasts because this season is just you know it's great. I mean, so I don't even think it's fair for you to say get caught up. Like, right. <laughs> it, it was just released. Like you act like. There's some people who are done. There's some people who probably been the entire 13 hours straight. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know. I mean, damn, oh, I'm like, my AC went out for a couple hours. That distracted me. I had to do some work for a couple hours. That distracted me. I mean, damn, priorities. But, yes. <laughs> and I am now being distracted. Actually, so I did – I don't know if you guys uh, saw or listened to it earlier, but I did the recap pod from this past weekend earlier this afternoon, and I was annoyed. It was probably one of the shorter recaps I've done. It was like 20 minutes because I'm like, I got to get out. I got I to gotta get back to House of Cards. <laughs> I, mean, I got to be out. So, yeah. I'm – I am one nation Underwood, or as the trailer goes, Underwood 2016, Underwood 2020, under 2024, 2028, 2032. I mean, we want. I want to participate with you. <laughs> that's in the trailer, Nick. That's in the trailer. All right. That's that's not telling you anything. That's in the trailer. Come on. Come on. 2036. <laughs> I don't know though. I think I need to review the last two episodes of four because just just do that's just do the, the one, recap. Do the recap. I didn't like the recap. I didn't like the recap. That actually confused me more because I was like, wait, when did oh. that? And I was like, okay, wait, he did. You know. So anyway, I think I need like the last hour or two just to refresh my memory. Have either of you guys um, started? I because mean, that's one. Yeah, yeah. I work. <laughs> I work. And I, mean, I, I work, work today. too. I mean, I just work from home. And you know? so I uh, was not able to catch up to episode 11. Um, but <laughs> but you started. <laughs> no, not not for real. Because I started like last night and then I fell asleep. So 
Um, yeah, that was the best of us. Yeah, so I will have to focus on that in the, over the next couple of days. But typically, like, if it comes out on a Friday, I'm done by probably Saturday night. So. There you go. Yeah, and that's, yeah, with, as long as you get it in within, like, a 36-hour period, which, because it, it, it's inherently bingeable. Like, you always want to know what's happening next. And then one one thing that's not, like, a real spoiler or anything, they do do the season that they're doing a lot more of, like, time jumps. So it's, it's interesting uh -huh. because you, I mean, they'll have like those episodes, like three or four in a row where it's like, okay, this is like, you know, two or three days or a week or whatever. There's always some foreign crisis, whatever. But, but this one, it seems like they're doing a lot more time jumps. Oh, it's been three weeks. Oh, it's been nine. You know, it's like, oh, okay. So we're doing this now, but you know, it's the new, Interesting. it's the new showrunner involved and stuff. And it doesn't really bother me. It's just, as long as it's fairly clear that you know the times you know pass, you know, then I'm I'm good with it. But it's it's great. They're all in top form. <sighs> I, I guess I have an episode and a half left. I don't want it to end. Take deep breaths. Take deep breath. I know. I know. <laughs> I miss Claire. I didn't realize how much I missed her till like maybe episode three or four. I'm like, God, I want me a Claire? Damn. And just and of course the writing is top notch. I mean, I tweet out some lines, some lines that don't portray anything. Are you threatening me? No. Yeah, I've still been ignoring you, you though. Yeah, that's fine. A third-party candidate is the future. <laughs> it always will be. Sad, but true. I mean, you know, just all these, you know, aphorisms, aphorisms of, of House of Cards. It's just, it's just true. It's just true. So, yeah. So, even, was it season finale, The Americans Tonight? That's on back burner. You know, uh, still Starcross from last night on the back burner. I got to push through on House of Cards. That's what it is. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Gr such great lines. Such great lines. You have a legacy of nothing. Ooh, shots fired. Okay, anyways. Uh, all right. Okay, yeah, it's on the list. So, it is on yes. the list. Yes, yes, yes. So, <laughs> what things are y'all ladies watching? What three things are y'all ladies watching? <laughs> Since you guys aren't up on the Filthy Rich Guide, hate on people watch through, through proxy and have yet to catch up on House of Cards, what are y'all watching? Uh, okay, so since I said House of Cards on the list, last time Get Out was on the list because remember Ooh. I was remember I was shamed. I saw it over the weekend. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> Get out challenge. Yes, I saw it over the weekend, so we can just keep going. And then Jane the Virgin was also what I was watching. You know, I I like Jane, but I I felt like a season behind. I just gave up. I mean, I. Just, I did too, but I've always wanted to go back to it though. You, yeah, come back, I, come come back. That's all I'm gonna. I say. love Gina Rodriguez. Come back. She's just like magnetic. She's so charming. I love her. Come back, because they did some jumping around, and which has been beautiful. So come back. Oh. Okay. All right. Okay. And then my third is I binged watch Bosch on Amazon. Um, Yo, so, so, so was, was that because of Jay Devlin? Because you know Jay Devlin's been pimping Bosch hard. I have yet to get there, but I hear it's really good. <laughs> that is because my father has been um, pimping Bosch and has, like, usually he'll give me a list of things that he's been watching because he's retired. And, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so he can keep up and watch TV shows and travel. So uh, I can keep up with the TV shows when I can. And this weekend, me and B binged watched Bosch, and it was really, really good. I finished the last. Wait, wait. So, so were you guys like together? Or oh, B. Okay, I thought it said V. Never mind. Okay, yes, I get good. <laughs> and so we um, today, I finished the last three episodes of the third season. It is an amazing. I really, I won't say amazing because everybody says that. It's a really, really good show. It has a lot of. How's our boy Marlo Stanfield, uh, Jamie Hector? How is he in the 
Jamie yeah. Hector, the fact that you forget that he was Marlo, let you know <gasps> no. how he Yes, he's not Marlo as a detective. He's no, truly he's a detective. So he, I mean, he's a phenomenal actor. So he did a really good job. And then... Um, Isn't that the greatest when you have, like, actors who who you know from, from a certain role, who do so well in the next, next role, but you totally forget about them that in the, in the previous role? And just your... Uh, Quick example from my life is that I've been re I've been introducing to a newbie, you know, uh, someone. First, I took her through Game of Thrones, and then I took her through uh, The Wire. We just got through like four seasons of The Wire, and so she first saw uh, Carcetti, Aiden Gillen, as you know, Littlefinger, and of, he's great oh, as Littlefinger, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, but then this season was Wire and as Carcetti, and she 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 rejected him as Carcetti for like, you know, all of season three. But now at the end of season four, she's like, okay, yeah, he's more Carcetti than Littlefinger. But he's great in both. I mean, you totally almost forget that he... Well, you never really... The first season of Game of Thrones, I did not accept him as Littlefinger. By two and three and, and beyond, it's like, okay, he's really Littlefinger. But he, he's, such, he's a really good actor, too. So I love when they kind of make you... They're so good, they make you forget. And that's... But they've already had that's how Bosch is. It's a show full of character actors. Um, the main character... Titus Wolver. Yes. yes, and he was in Sons of Anarchy, which is another one of my... He's in a lot of stuff. Good wife. He's he he is a great character actor. Absolutely. Yes. So you have a lot of the people that, that have been in Sons of Anarchy, there and Twenty Four that make up yes. the cast. Okay. Very good. Um, all right. So what, what you what you been watching, Momo? I know you you, you road tripped I guess a month ago <laughs> and some other places. So, well, so what, what you been watching on the road? It's hard because I it's been pilot season and <sighs> give us some good pilots. <laughs> there are you know, I, you know, I love pilot season. I never get to participate, <laughs> but I always hear that from you. And you were like, "Oh, well, look out for this one. Look out for this one. Please watch this one." And then eventually, mid mid season, we'll eventually kind of coalesce around our, our mutual shows. But I love when you have like inside dope. Tell me what's good. Tell me what's good. Um, I will say probably the best thing I saw. I won't say best thing, but one of the better things I saw was a show called The Brave, coming on NBC. Um, it's like it's not navy seals it's like special forces okay. um and we all need a new law enforcement show but okay <laughs> it's not law enforcement it's more military driven and um you should be able to find a trailer on nbc and it's just really well done it's got Anne hage and it's got some other um people in it a lot of faces i hadn't recognized really and um, it's just it's just really well executed. Feels like a movie, and it's an episodic, which is kind of fantastic because the way it's done, you think it's going to be this like serialized drama, and you're going to follow like one thing over the course of the season or whatever. But no, it's set up somehow very um, brilliantly as an episodic. So huh. really, really enjoyed that. So case um, of the week type thing. Okay, interesting. <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. So we'll see if they'll be able to kind of keep it up at that level uh, moving forward. I was able to see Snowfall, um, yeah, John so, Singleton's Snowfall. No, so I think that premieres like in a week or two. Yeah, and and FX been hyping and stuff. And I, I mean, at first because they weren't showing a lot of you know a lot 
they're, they're, they're basically strung out the marketing for a while. At first, I was like, oh, God, we do we need to have to do more crack in the hood. Oh, I don't want to do crack in the hood. Uh, yes, yeah. period, which I get it. Now I hear Singleton's attached to it. I'm a little more interested. And then I saw like like a couple more full-length trailers around the Americans. And I'm I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt where it's before. I'd say to give it a chance. And I'd, I'd say to give it a chance. That's all I'm going to say with that because – yeah. It seems like it wants to be like but the I, wire of like Kraken, like the, in in eighty three. Not so much like on the police side, but as far as like this wide, expansive world that you kind of get thrown into. Right. And some, it, it was like. pitched as like the wire boogie nights, which oh. I can see where it might get there, but we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. But I thought I thought the the pilot was was solid. Okay, and give me one more. What what else you got? I, the ooh, 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 ooh. that's hard because I have a couple, but I would say the <laughs> good know, doctor. Give me two, then give me two. Oh, the good doctor, okay, first of all, doctor. needs a better title, needs a better title. You're totally biting off the good fight and the good wife, but anyways, yeah. yes, that, <laughs> no, that seems actually, interesting. It's not, it's based off of a, a Korean drama, and so, oh. um, yeah, so like Daniel Day Kim's attached, um, as a producer. Oh, I um, like he's the, the guy from Lost, yeah, yes. And um, I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing a blank. Um, sure. <clears throat> oh yeah, the sure. guy who did House. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Robbins is his jam. Oh, Hill Harper. Yeah. Hello, Hill. He stays. Hill good. Harper. He stays good. Yeah. So that's like really good. Autistic doctor is a surgeon, um, and you know, there's a lot of things going around that as far and as like he's capable. Is he, like, is he like young, like, well, like it, eighteen or something? It's Freddie. It's what's his name? Um, Freddie Highmore. Yeah, from. Um, yeah, from Bates Jackie. Motel. Oh, Bates. So okay. he's like twenty. What is he like? Probably twenty-five or twenty-four-ish. Oh, so he's age appropriate. Um, he's just like super smart or something. But he's already like a surgeon, so he's not like doing residency or anything. Okay, so, so. he's he's just skipped a few uh, grades. Yeah. No, I thought it was a Doogie Howser thing. I thought it was a Doogie Howser. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, he's not like 17 or anything. I think right. he's like, you know, of age. So anyway, that was really good. Very heartwarming. Very, you know. God, he's got it's, a baby. It's very good. Okay. Yeah, he does have a super baby. <laughs> and then um, there's some good, like, Marvel stuff. Um, the Gifted. Well, that's not kind of marvelish but no um, x-men is marvel i mean yeah that's like oh, yeah it is so gifted on fox i thought was really well done and i saw that trailer so, and that looks that looks really interesting too like i like i i like what they're doing with that yeah that was really good so um yeah that's just a few there's a couple more but yeah that's top of top of mind stuff Okay, that's so, good. And, and and real and real quick before we dive into psychological thrillers, what? All right, so what? what give me one show you're sad that's leaving that got canceled, and one show you're happy that got renewed. Uh, okay, I'll well. start. Um, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. None of my shows got canceled. None of my stuff. Uh, that doesn't mean you have good taste. It means that you go with the popular crowd. That's all that means. Uh, no, actually, no, I'm, I'm, teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Uh, I'm, I'm actually happy Timeless got renewed, and only because we all rioted. We rioted on Twitter, and they brought that shit back. So well yeah, done. I'm happy to. 
Well, well done. Uh, I mean, it, it's, look, it's not like the greatest show with the greatest writing, but it was fun, educational. I mean, you know, we had a good time of time, so I'm glad they're bringing it back. Yeah, I know a lot of people who worked really hard to make sure that returned, so. Yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, nice. All right, good. Yeah. And Everybody's happy about that. And I'm um, and I, I saw today like yes Underground got axed. I never watched this show because my slave quota was way too was, was way too high last year. I, I couldn't I couldn't do uh, Underground. But one that okay. I am sad is it, that it's leaving. Uh, which one's uh, I'm kind of I'm I'm, uh, I'm kind of sad about Rosewood. They had good chemistry. I mean I, I mean I guess I mean uh, the will they they won't they the whole moonlighting shtick whatever like I get it but I, I like Rosewood it was it was a fine hour of Friday television oh no 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 I take it back pitch oh I'm mad about pitch yeah. I could okay. I agree with you on pitch I liked pitch actually <gasps> it struggled it had some problem areas though and I just think it never quite recovered yeah, but, but I, mean, I agree just... I would have liked to see it come back I would have. I mean, some of the, some of those directors keep bringing. But I mean, look, Fresh Off the Boat was cute the first year, maybe, but I mean, I, maybe a year and a half. I jumped off that you no. know, really quick. No, no, yeah, no. Fresh Off the Boat, though. Every once in a while, I'll catch that, and I am like laughing out loud. <laughs> that show is funny still. I don't thing, watch it all the time, but it's funny. The, well, unless those kids got better, because those kids were terrible. And I hate to say it about kid kid actors, they were terrible. The only good thing about that that show was the wife. She is hysterical. She had a spinoff. I'd watch that it's shit all funny. day. It's, it's kind of like how but I feel about the oldest like, kid is pretty funny. Yeah, I the thought oldest kid is pretty funny. Maybe got funnier. That first season was a struggle. What, well, anyways, we're getting sidetracked. So yeah, what are two? What, what's a, what's the show that's that's leading the air that you're that that you're that you're gonna miss, and then one show that got renewed that you're happy got renewed. You go, Nick, because I'm still thinking. I don't think there's anything canceled. And that's the, go ahead. Nick. Yeah, I can't think of anything canceled, but because I feel like Pitch needed more of a chance, I'm gonna yes. go with that one. Um, and happy that's renewed. Yeah, I don't. So none of your shows got axed, huh? That just means y'all need to watch more TV. <laughs> none of my shows. Yeah, none of none out. of my shows. I mean, and the ones that Outside did, of- it was time for them to go. Mm. Right, because because E, what would you say outside of what you just named? Like some oh. show that was like low key that nobody else watches, like. <sighs> Uh, well, you know, one show I'm I'm upset they're bringing back is Star. You want to talk about hot garbage? I mean, I gave that shit every chance, every chance. And and but and, and I'm not sure you heard this one podcast I was on with the uh, with the tripod, uh, KG and, and G Nice. Uh, KG and I were like we were kind of lamenting about how we kind of hate watch Star. Like around episode eight or nine, maybe ten, we were hate watching it because it's so bad. But yeah, okay, fuck it. We're sunk costs. See this thing through. It won't get renewed. So let's just say we did it once and it's done. No, that's was terrible. Uh, and shots fired. Episode eight and nine. Uh, so bad. Wait, it's coming back though. I didn't watch it. Yes, at all. and it's it's, it's the yeah. lead into Empire. Are you kidding me? Uh, Are you yeah. kidding me? All right. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, and then and no and then um no uh so shots fired, which I just saw the season finale yesterday because my recorder missed it the week before. That was a quality show, and they're not and that's not coming back. Well, I'm not surprised. I mean, they but tried to play it, it off. Come back. Because I didn't watch it. I'm still going to watch it, though. But can it? Like, the way well, it's yeah. set up? Well, I mean, the, the, the case, quote-unquote, or the cases are are over. But, I mean, they wanted to bring it back for a season two. They might have even done, like, a true detective style where, okay, just bring in a different case with different people, which would have yeah. been fine. They tried to play it off, like a limited event series. Okay, nice try. But, um, no, it's it's not coming back. And, and I, which is fine. It's not I thought it was... 
I thought it was always a limited series. Sanaa did an interview on another podcast and was saying that's one of the reasons why she did it because it wasn't a long commitment for her. Right, but as far as Gina Prince-Bythewood and the creators, uh, showrunners go, I mean, they were they were, they were kind of like like you know pseudo crying on Twitter or whatever like yesterday about how it wasn't renewed and stuff. So oh, okay. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, maybe you're right. Maybe they were hoping for that whole American crime kind of exactly, thing. Exactly, which got canceled, and I'm sad to see it go. But I mean, I, I understand yeah. if you're. I mean, they're dealing with tough stuff like teenage sex trafficking and stuff. I mean, you know, people don't want to watch that. I mean, I get it. It's, yeah, that's t- yeah. I couldn't. I could not watch those at all. Like, at least at least not on network TV, you know. I mean no. I can understand that on FX, but yeah, network TV yeah. is that's tough so. Okay. All right. So we this is start for those like cultural cul-de-sac. I like <laughs> that's cul-de-sac. what we do right. Thank you. You know what? I'm actually thinking <laughs> getting some t shirts made up. So you know when I do, you know, we all get some. Okay. Like oh, you know what? Can you party. give me one? I want a cult I want a cinema draft cold de sac cultural cul de sac shirt. I'll have to figure out that design, but yes, I, oh, I'm not wait, I want one too. Else. We'll help you with the design. Yeah, it'd be like a cul-de-sac and then like, yeah. The icon or something. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> or cars do, in, going in circles or something. Yeah, that'll, that'll be You really know cool. I will cul-de-sac with you all day. Oh, I know. That's why I love you. <laughs> We have to have. We haven't had. We haven't had a, a good entertainment chat. And sorry for you listeners who are you are being dragged out on one of our. This is how we usually talk about like TV shows. What's we'll going on? <laughs> like, like when we when we're in each other's presence, we'll just have like you know half hour conversations on the latest shows. So. Oh yeah, we haven't even gotten into it yet. Not even. I haven't scratched the surface. And especially the summer movie season coming and Game of Thrones. Hashtag Game of Thrones oh, coming. God. Yeah, very excited. I should just take a few days off. <laughs> I can like, cause I'll watch it. Like I don't need a days off to watch it or whatever. Like you know that's fine. But like, I just feel like I gotta get my mind right. Them Thrones. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, so we're going to our next segment, the main segment, our top three psychological thrillers. That's what y'all came to see or or listen on this podcast. So basically, we're the rules are we're gonna name a someone names a movie. Oh, okay. I see. I've got my own copy wrong. Someone names a movie about a psychological thriller. <laughs> this, is happens, this is what happens when you're kind of tired. You're doing the rundown. That's right. Uh, so someone names a movie about a psychological thriller. We alternate picks. Once someone picks a movie, that movie is out of play. So if you have something you think is going to go and go pretty quick, snatch it up before someone else gets it. Uh, we're going to do ladies first. And since there are two ladies on this podcast this evening... We are going to flip a coin, and all I have is is a quarter. So, Momo, since I like you the best, call in the air. Heads or tails? (laughs) Tails. You are a mess. Tails! It actually turned up tails. There we go. All right. So, Momo, top three psychological thrills. What's your first one? Go. I mean, this was actually kind of hard for me to think about because I usually only watch these things once or twice because – I can't let stuff like that in my spirit, you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, like, carry that kind of stuff with me. But <laughs> I will go with Silence of the Lamb. Oh. Wow. Yep. Good choice. Did, did that take one off your board right there, uh, Nick? Nope. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, like, I mean, just, you know, it, the whole thing was just a trip. And the, I can't, you know, it's just, it's just a lot. So um, that's one that has stuck with me for many years, especially when the guy like has the girl in the hole and he's like, 
put the lotion in the bucket. I mean, it's Ooh. all so disgusting. Uh, you, and, you know, I think I saw that movie once, and I and like you, I've kind of blocked it out. I do not recall it. Right. It's like those aren't things. Like they're not movies. These these types of movies aren't things I want to go back to and watch. So that's why it was a little hard to think about. Like, hmm. look at Jody Stutton. Jody Stutton with her Oscar. What's up? <laughs> and, yeah, that's, that's a trip. So anyway, that's one of mine. Okay. All right. So, what about you, Nick? What you got? Oh, okay. Thanks, E. No, I'm. I'm going to be kind to you the rest of the podcast. It's just the beginning. Just the beginning. Um, <laughs> well, since you took my word. I know. I know why. I know. I will accept that. I'm okay with it. Um, but I had to actually like really think about psychological thriller because it's like what um, Mo said. I normally only watch it once and that's I'm pretty much done but there's actually a few on my list that are my favorite movies and oh. so I'm gonna say Mischief, Mayhem, and Soap Mischief, Mayhem, and Oh, oh, okay, I was like, is that the name of a movie? I haven't heard nope. that one. Fight Club. Club! Damn it! That's yeah. a great one you took <laughs> Damn it! Uh, I knew I should have The main character is True Chivalry, damn it! That was mine. <laughs> He's an insomniac, and I mean, and then Tyler Durden appears. Tyler Durden with the red jacket. And what's the first rule about Fight Club? There is no, you don't talk about Fight Club. There you go. I thought, man, you brought the mess, you brought the massacre there. Of course, everybody knows first rule about Fight Club is don't talk about Fight Club. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look, look, look at that. I like myself. I like myself. I like myself. Look at man, I need to watch this again. It's been a while. I have it. I own. I own Fight Club. That's probably the only psychological thriller that I own. Of course. What 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 kind of thriller? Yeah, do you I could watch though? Fight Club again. Yeah. I mean, they all looked all young, and I mean, no, I, I know why you're watching Fight Club again, Momo. <laughs> what? No, I'm just saying. Like, them abs. Them abs. Probably do again. Them abs. But you know what? Actually, you don't even need to watch Fight Club to see them abs because apparently on the cover, what was it, Vogue or GQ or something? Brad Pitt was rocking side abs at 50. What the what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> side abs he's... at 50. Come on now. Yeah, no, he's, he's yeah we're not mad at him. No, we're not mad at him at all. Uh-uh. All right, so Fight Club, excellent pick, Nick. Excellent pick. I hate you. <laughs> Thank you. I hate you. All right. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> That's right. I'm just I'm... Deeper, in the, deeper in the hole. Yeah, you're, you're, you're deep in the hole. Um, damn, so... You know what? Oh, man. You know, actually, I know what my third one's going to be because y'all will never think of this one. So I'm just going to keep that one in reserve. So I'm going to take this one off the board. Uh, and only because Google says it qualifies as a psychological thriller, I'm going with Inception. Because. Damn it. Damn yes. Damn it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is just one of my favorite films, period. And for all those people who are like, oh, I don't get it, or it's too much, or, I mean, that's on you. That, that's, that's, not, that's not an Inception problem. That's not a Christopher Nolan problem. That's a you problem. This movie is fucking brilliant. And yes, it may take a couple of viewings to get it all, but what they're doing is they're going through layers and layers and layers of subconscious to the point where even like things you see in these layers of subconscious, which are like kind of modeled on reality, it's like when you sleep, like when you, when you dream, you, you dream, you tend to dream of, you know, realistic ish type scenarios or whatever. 
whatever. And even things that are in these scenarios and these levels of subconscious still represent actual real things. It's just really, it, I don't know, it was a really good action thriller. Um, I love the whole setup. I love the psychology behind it. I mean, that, you know, every, every, it's really worked for me. It really, really worked for me. And I guess because it was a big budget film or whatever, it didn't get any like awards and stuff, but it's a really, I mean, the whole billions collapsing and everything. I mean, when I saw that Doctor Strange preview or trailer, I'm like, they just straight up bit off Inception. This is bullshit. I don't want to watch this film. I mean, because I mean, Inception was doing like the buildings folding in on themselves. I mean, Christopher Nolan just pushed himself in every way possible on this damn movie, and I really enjoyed it. The, the soundtrack is fire, and it just really makes you, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't say it really makes you think per se, but it really does deal with like grief and loss and stuff in a really, really relatable way, and I just really enjoyed uh, I was about to call it Fight Club. Damn it. No, it's Inception. I really... <laughs> Really enjoyed Inception, <laughs> and it also pretty much introduced us to you know on Moss to, Tom, to Thomas Hart, Tom Hart. Yeah, we we knew we, we kind of knew who he was. We saw some of his earlier films. He kind of knew who he was, but I mean he I mean he really kind of broke out the box in Inception. So thank you for giving us a bigger stage with Tom Hardy, because you have to dream a little bigger, darling. <sighs> Walls of a building. I love that shit. That's that's my that's my jam. Inception. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any thoughts on no, the gallery Inception? I have not seen Inception. Oh, you're making it really tough to love you tonight, Momo. Really <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never seen it. Oh, I mean, then, then you're totally lost. Yeah, you have to. Don't yeah. don't watch like a TV edited. No, you just watch, get the no. DVD, whatever. Actually, no, I might even have it on digital download at the crib. When you come to Vegas, I may, I may strap you down. We'll watch Inception. A ton of questions. It's okay. I'm there to explain it all for you. It's <laughs> amazing. It's a great film. Oh, great well, film. I did not know that about you, Momo. Yeah, no, I, I, I have not watched it in full, I should say. That's a great pick, E. I, I hats you. off to you. Okay, thank you. And also, I'm playing the game too. I knew I couldn't sit on this one because uh, it's Inception. Oh no, it's on my list. It's on yeah. my list. Nope, not anymore. Okay, Momo, <laughs> time to redeem yourself. What you got? Okay, so my other favorite that I've watched more than once is the game. Ooh. Okay. Oh wow. That movie is a trip. Interesting. Now, 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 explain why you you enjoyed the game because I remember seeing it in the theater and I just thought it was a tad overrated. But go ahead, go tell us why you like the game. Well, and I'm not saying it's like the best movie ever, but I just thought it was. I, I just thought it was so well done because it was just like thing after thing. He just could not. He could not get a hold of what was going on to him. Like his whole, like it was just a trip. Like the whole thing was a trip. <laughs> this is not gonna go the way you want it to go, buddy. And he just kept getting jacked up. And I just loved every minute of it. Okay. It just, I don't know. I just loved it. Shot in the and I thought it was. Go, I thought right? it was. In, I thought it was an interesting. I don't know. I think they did a decent job with like kind of keeping me on my toes as a viewer because I'm always like looking for One things step ahead. Kind of yeah. and I was like dang y'all gonna do them like that or I was like dang this happened to them too like so anyway I think that's why I enjoyed it because usually it's pretty difficult to keep me off my game 
you know what I'm saying? I usually like to figure things <laughs> out. So. The game. Yes. Yes, pre, and this also was uh, pre-House of Cards David Fincher. So, yes, it's uh, Michael Douglas, yeah. Sean Penn. Yeah, not, not a bad cast. Not, not bad to lead. Yeah, ha- have you seen the game, uh, Nick? You know, I've seen it, but I feel like I don't remember it all, at all. Like, I, I did see it, <laughs> but I don't really remember yeah, it. it's a trip. Okay, yeah. fair enough. You should go back to it. It's a trip. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Nah, you're, you're you're good without it. But go ahead, Nick. What's your second film? <laughs> um, Love you, Momo. <laughs> but, Disagree. Okay. <laughs> so, um, my second pick is uh, Seven. The uh, movie Seven. Uh, I wish I had three first picks because that would have been one of them. Yes, very good. And seven. that's the funny thing about a psychological thriller is it bounces. You know, there's depending on where you're looking. It may or may not be classified as that. So, um, but seven. You're really gonna make me read. Oh man, I'm trying to look up seven. And you have to do like the seven back. You know, you know, I'm just gonna type up seven. Damn it, we're gonna find this real quick. Yes. Yeah. So, so go ahead. Yeah, there was a seven in the middle. That's so dumb. I hate that. All right. Yes. S C seven E N. Oh. Yeah, great, and it's dealing with. Uh, I mean, I think the um, thing is, is that all of our movies have spoiler alerts to them. No, but, no. I mean, if it's been out for, oh, I think the rule is, if it's out for like ten years or more, there's no spoiler alerts. Th- okay. That's on you. <laughs> this isn't a House of Cards situation. Seven's <laughs> been out since 1995. <laughs> but no, it was just really good. It's another Brad Pitt movie, and just with him being a new detective and them, him and Morgan Freeman tracking a serial killer that is basing his crimes off of the Seven Deadly Sins. So it, it was really good. I it's still um one of my psychological thrillers that i can watch but not very often no fair enough because i will not watch seven (laughs) it was really scary it's got a a great cast with kevin spacey and you know young gwyneth paltrow and morgan freeman you know not playing god for a change i mean yeah it's 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 good uh i I mean actually i mean actually it's it's a great movie because it really was you know kind of avant-garde for its time as far as the way it kind of played with your expectations the kind of creepy i mean this is like you know spacey in 95 94 95 i mean he was playing the whole he was playing the villain like like just like no one else he was he was one of your your peak villains with usual suspects and whatnot so this is really good ken spacey too really kind of off look at him this ball looking all crazy before his presidential ambitions as Francis J. Underwood. I mean, yeah, it's just, this is a really good cast. It's it's a good film. I haven't seen it in a while either because, like you, Momo, that shit will that, that shit will give you like nightmares. And that shit will kind of haunt yeah. you. So. Yeah, so yeah, that, yep. that that's nope. an excellent pick though. But I have, <laughs> but I have I have seen Seven more than once, so that's where I can see that. So. Yep. I've seen nope. it more than once, I think I've seen it twice. <laughs> but it's probably been at least. I, I don't know. It's been at least ten years. Mm. Oh man, I'm I'm having so much trouble with my second pick only because there's so much good stuff to choose from. Like if you, I mean, so much, so many films that kind of qualify for psychological thriller <clears throat> that I hadn't really considered. But I'm gonna go. I mean, oh man, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to give some like honorable mentions at the end of this. But for number two, ah, uh, okay, number two, I'm gonna go with. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm taking this one off the board because <clears throat> this one, this one, I guess, kind of, it's, I guess, it's kinda like a psychosexual thriller, maybe. I don't know. We're gonna go with Gone Girl. Gone Girl. 
That was actually. I still haven't seen it. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah. then I get to look. Well, do you have any plans on seeing it? Let me let me ask you that. Oh, I already know that you, you're not spoiling twist? anything. But oh, yes, okay. I do. But I do plan on watching it. Okay, yeah, the twist was great. I mean, there is still some weird, unexpected shit later after the twist. But the twist, I mean, I didn't read the book. That t that toy caught me by surprise. I saw it opening weekend in the theater, of course. I mean, and look, I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm like, a, I'm like a Ben Affleck stan or anything, but I think people shit on him way too hard. He's a talented actor, excellent director. And I just think people hate on him for no reason other than he's like tall, good looking, white, rich. I like Ben Affleck. No, but people like, they love to hate him only because it's almost like people took out, I mean, people took out like their frustrations on on i guess what could have been like a really promising early career because you know and they started taking paycheck films like paycheck and they're like oh it's just like a waste of talent like what are you doing you're not going to support this guy but he's made a really good career renaissance he's still yeah. a little bit weird like his whole back tattoo thing he got after his divorce i don't know what that's all about but he's a really talented actor really great director and he's he's, he's a smart guy i really enjoy his stuff so so when he when they said he was going to be batman and the whole internet broke that one evening on a saturday or whatever i'm like okay cool he'll probably bring some gravitas to the world fuck it i don't care but yeah, so I, I really enjoyed him in this because he plays all into all of those expectations as the, the lead guy who, you know, the, the, the husband whose wife disappears. Because, I mean, they, they portray him as like a, a cheating, kind of smug, arrogant guy. All these things that people accuse Ben Affleck of being, which, and for all I know, he could be. I've never met the man. But I, I love how he kind of leans into the expectations of him. Because when people hear he's playing this guy in Gone Girl, like, oh, yeah, that, that's perfect for Ben Affleck. It's like central casting. So I enjoyed it. I don't know. What, what do you think about it, Momo? Um, I I liked it actually, and I there yeah that was I hadn't read the book either, and so um, I yeah I was pleasantly surprised. I think I watched it. I didn't see it in the theater though. I watched it okay. somehow like on Amazon or whatever. But um, but yeah, it, I was it was it was a pleasant surprise because I was like, oh for real. So, yeah, again, usually if you can get me to be like, oh, I didn't see that coming. Okay, okay. So, yeah, no, that was that was a good one. That was a trip, as I like to say. A trip. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and the, 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 the Gone Girl, the, the titular Gone Girl, she is a little bit. She's a little, she's a little more than – I would say she's a little more than off, but, I mean, she it, – it's, it's really a, a good example of what happens to people in life when you just kind of let life happen to you and you don't kind of take charge in it because she kind of she kind of feels victimized by life and kind of, you know, it acts out. And, you know, it just goes to show you if you have – I mean, yes, you may meet people. Your life may go in a different direction than you thought it would be, but still, you got to be true to yourself. Otherwise, you know, it's like the whole raisin in the sun thing. What happens to a raisin in the sun, you know, does it – something or does it explode i mean it'll, it'll explode you know you don't want to you don't, you don't explode all over people where you're like setting them up for murder and shit that's crazy <laughs> follow your dreams kids follow your dreams <laughs> that was like a psa you know yeah. you're the therapist you know yeah, but you haven't seen the movie but yeah you're the therapist exactly. <laughs> okay momo number three what's what, what you got what's your last psychological thriller i don't know hard for me. So I was reminded when I looked this up to make sure that the things I thought were psychological thrillers were. Mm -hmm. And I was reminded about the movie Duel. And I saw this movie. Yes, I saw this movie as a kid. And it scared the living daylights out of me. 
Dennis Weaver, Jacqueline Scott, that one? It's a very simple premise of this big rig. It's not even like a real big rig. It's like this. It's it is kind of big, but anyway, it's old. It's from the seventies, and this wow. this big rig is like killing people. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wait, it's, it's like it's, running it's... people off the road. And Where, like, where's the psychology? And you know, I'm confused. Well, it's like it's just like it's terrorizing, and you never see the you never see the driver. You never see the driver, and so you're like. I mean, Someone is, on the road. Yeah, you know, why is this car hallucinating? I mean, I'm, I'm, I fail to see the psychology part. I'm sorry. I don't want to disqualify it, but I'm disqualifying it. Where's the psychology? Damn it! Wait, is it disqualified? I don't know, man. I'm trying to figure out like where's the. I mean, it might have messed with your mind, but it doesn't mean it necessarily is you know a mess with the mind's movie. It looks like a like a car but movie. But it's or... like it drives you crazy. Because you're being terrorized by this huge oh, oh, hold truck. Up, hold up, hold up. It drives see... you unbalanced. We don't use oh, that Oh, sorry. Unbalanced. <laughs> it drives you off. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> hey, you, you started this. You created this. <laughs> and I, like I said, I'm standing by it. I have no problem with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, fine. it was directed by, it, no, it was directed by Steven Spielberg. I want to hear more about this because I haven't seen this one. But it's not. It's, like, it's you can hear a, more. It looks like a cement. It looks like this old school brown cement truck, and it's just and it's trying to kill old dude, like through the movie, and it's crazy. Like you, you're like losing your mind because it's like, who's trying? Who's trying to run me off the road for ninety minutes, and why? And you don't see anyone coming after you. You don't see it. You never see like you don't see the face. You don't see anything. It's just the truck. For 90 minutes, it's insane. I, I don't know. There are a lot of good psychological thrillers out there. I'm not sure this qualifies. What do you think? You're, you're our resident well, therapist. Like you're our resident okay, therapist. So the the reason that I'm gonna say that this one, because I see where Momo's going, because it's the driver, right? So the driver is experiencing high levels of stress, which is technically you're looking at the psychological state of the character. That but we never that. see the driver. It's it's like this truck. Well, that... she was saying the driver. No, of the driver you of the never car. see the driver of the truck. But the driver of the car, you see... you're experiencing his oh. yeah the stress and you're experiencing that like. Whoa. You know what? I, you know what? All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Fine, we'll let it go just for time. <laughs> I'm uh, you worn me down. Uh, it doesn't sound like one to me, but you know what? You're 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 my guest in this pod. But you say go, we'll, we'll we'll let it slide. But I'm not impressed. I don't even know it. what I'm talking about. First of all, I'm so. looking at it. I'm looking at the stills. I'm like looking at the a business commuter is pursued and terrorized by the malevolent driver of a massive tractor trailer. And that's I, where I'm saying he, since the driver is terrorized, not the the truck driver, the car driver is. Okay. Well, I mean, well, it's a slipper. It's a. It's a. It, we're gonna okay, reach for so it. Okay. So think about this. Think about this. Think no, about I, I give up. I surrender. White flag. You got no, it. No, 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 got no, no, no. Here's my case, though. No, here's my case. <laughs> think about somebody messing with you for an entire day, and thinking about think about you're driving to Santa Barbara, right? And someone's trying to run you off the road. They don't, or you almost crash and you die. Next day, you haven't seen a truck. The day after, the truck disappears out of nowhere starts driving behind you, trying to run you off the road again. You think that's not going to make you lose your mind? Well, <clears throat> there was a movie kind of like that. And what, what was, wasn't it called like Christine or something where the car is just like 
drives by itself. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily – would you call that a psychological thriller? I'd call that just like a horror movie or a thriller or whatever. You know, it's fine. I, I give up. I surrender. <laughs> we just got to keep this moving. Nick, what is your movie? <laughs> okay, Mo, you have to do an honorable mention then. Um, my my last <laughs> – no, I'm done. <laughs> my, it was my, hard to get three. Shit. <laughs> my 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 um, it was this was challenging, but I'm gonna go with Six Sense. Oh, that 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 is see that moment. That's an excellent example of. <laughs> of yeah, I woke thriller. up. It was a dream. But but see, I wouldn't. Have, but I didn't originally think that Six Sense was a psychological. That's thriller. not that's that, that's not a dream. He, no, it, it is a psychological thriller because the guy the guy's dead and he's like imagining the, the dead guy. Or no, he was dead. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share the screen real quick. So go go ahead and tell us why you selected it for your top three. Uh, Nicole, go. So I selected it because it this one had me. In the theater, it's feeling more like a horror movie until the very end. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. So where the little child um, is seemingly going to a child psychologist because his mom thinks that he's hallucinating. So there's the psychological state in question. Um, And then it turns out that during this whole time, the therapist, actually, the psychologist played by Bruce Willis, actually helps him but helps him in realizing that he's actually seen ghosts. And um, with that being said, the, here's the spoiler, which is that Bruce Willis's character is actually dead. And Once again, um, came out 20 years ago, not a spoiler, go ahead. <laughs> is actually dead and um, Haley Joe Osment's character ends up helping him by him realizing that he died when one of his clients uh, came back and killed him. So, Yes, look at Haley Joel, all grown up. He actually was on um, Silicon Valley this past weekend. <laughs> oh, wow. With a big bushy beard and all that good stuff. Okay, no, that, that is an excellent pick. I approve. Uh, not that I approve of necessarily needed, but I approve. <laughs> and damn it, and this, oh, man, there's, all right, so so as far as honorable mentions, I'm going I'm to throw out Gothica. It wasn't, wasn't outstanding, but I, it really stuck with me, and it really was one of the few psychological thrillers I went to go see in the movie theater, uh, like the opening weekend, and I knew what I was getting into, and I went only because of Halle Berry. Damn you, Halle, I will follow you just about anywhere except for the super movie where you play uh, the woman on the phone, uh, 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 911, that looks really dumb. But um, there is a lot of other good ones, uh, but I guess if I had to pick one, you know what, I'm gonna go out with a classic. I'm going out with style and style. It is, of course, Fatal Attraction. Yes. (laughs) She is off. She's crazy. Deranged. She is off. Drink, drink, glug, glug. Glenn Close. I mean, I think, didn't you win an Oscar for this one? I mean, Adrian Lynn Lyon, I don't know how you say it, who specializes in psychosexual thrillers. He also did Unfaithful and some other stuff. Um, I think he's like European or whatever. He, he really likes uh, those explicit sex type ones. I mean, it, 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 I mean, and also you could throw Basic Instinct in there, I guess, a little bit, but that was more of a just a sexual thriller, more than psychological. This dealt totally was a psychosexual thriller because she was off. She was unbalanced. She had a one night stand with a married man and thought it was love. Now, look, I know we've all kind of been there where we've taken, you know, a a chance or brief encounter a little too far in our heads, but at some point we get off the train, right? Oh, no. Not Glenn Close. Not Alex Forrest. 
She goes all the way. She'll boil your bunny. She'll slash your tie. She'll slit her own wrist for attention. She is off. O-F-F. If, if Bodie says shit is on in the wire, shit is off in Fatal Attraction. This and I remember being like too young to even watch this joint. I mean, it came out in '87. I remember I had to kind of like see it between the squiggly lines. HBO. I thought I might have saw a breast or a nipple here and there, or whatever. I can't. I'll never forget when I finally was able to see it without the squiggly lines as like a teenager in like high school. I'm like, oh, they're really going there. Yes, they were going there, and it was sexy and hot and crazy. Elevator sex that was pretty hot. But then when she turned, I mean, look, it was a great weekend. Like they had a really good like little weekend thing going. But then when the wife came back, he goes back to his real life. She goes off the deep end, and it is a sight to behold. It's scary because I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't think now that I'm older, I could, I definitely can appreciate more the fear this dude was in. Like she's out to wreck his life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she can't have. She, are you ignoring me, Dan? <laughs> Such an iconic role. I love this. That, that's actually that's a really good movie. I need to see it uh, sometime soon. Yeah, look at it. Slit her wrist. She's crazy. Great movie. Fatal Attraction. Go out on top. Go out on top. <laughs> good job, E. Good, good job. So, yeah, sorry about that. I had to go find my sound effects. Yeah, okay. we are going out on top of Fatal Attraction. And uh, there is a request for Momo. Do you have an honorable mention? No. I'm sticking with mine. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Driver is psychotic, and he's terrorizing this man in a car. That's enough. No, all I, the words you just used to describe homegirl in Fatal Attraction. Okay, fair enough. All right, real quick, rapid fire, since we are probably going over a little bit. Ten second sound bite. I will ask you a question. Each one you will answer in ten seconds or less, and just give me your opinion on it. Of course, House of Cards just came out last night, but how excited are you to see it? Momo, go. Okay, that's her time. Uh, Momo, are you there? No. We have I... lost. We have lost Momo. Okay, so all right, Nick. Uh, House of Cards. How excited are you to see it? Very excited because I have to start at episode two of season one. Episode two. Oh wow. Okay, you got ways to go, huh? Okay, so I guess we'll see you in about two years. Uh, okay, so moving on. Uh, oh, Wonder Woman. It is getting so much critical heat. Uh, the estimates have been range. I mean, we uh, it started off with like eighty-three million estimated opening like a few weeks ago. Now I've heard rumors is up to as high as one hundred eleven million. All women only showings of of it in some places. It's going to be so lit. Very excited. Are you and and our fam out there in LA? Are you are you guys doing our Thursday night ritual for the summertime for Wonder Woman this week? It is odd that Momo disappeared because yes, me and V will be there with our boy Julian, but Mo's missing out this time. Ah, so Julian took my place. I mean, I can't be replaced, but you know, he's he's doing the token male uh, seat filler. I dig it. Hey, Julian, what's up, Drew Zod? Where are you hiding at? Nimi's in here every week. Where are you at, Drew Zod? Scurred? You scurred? We're listening to this podcast, Dan. Mo's back. Man down, man down. <laughs> he's back. So, yeah, so we're just talking about the Midnight Thursday ritual for Wonder Woman. Wait, is that the is that the ten second soundbite? Yes. Go. Oh, okay. Am I in? I would be, but I can't. Yeah. Oh. My nephew's graduating on Thursday, so I will be out with the family. But oh. otherwise, I would be there. 
Okay. And as people who are familiar with the group chat, I can't keep expressing this enough. Group chat is where it's at. Uh, I, this is the official post-lock cinema draft movie for Thursday night. I shall be there at 10.30 p.m. Pacific time. My butt for me planted in 3D D-Box, North Las Vegas. College your boy. All right. And that ticket has been bought. J5, Galaxy Theaters, I'm coming for you. Okay. So, also, which one looks funnier? Girls Trip or Rough Night? Momo. Um, <laughs> tough one. I'm going to say, um, I don't know. I don't know yet. Don't know. <laughs> well, okay. Because with Rough Night, it's like, are you, are we really doing Weekend at Bernie's again? Like, are we doing this? <laughs> So I'm kind of stuck there, but then what's her name? I love her. She's so funny. Kate McKinnon? Yes. Yes. She's hilarious. Doing an so, Aussie accent. Now, back where I'm from, you know, we boil them and eat him, but I can't become vegan? <laughs> That's a terrible Aussie accent, but that was her doing an Aussie accent. She's fun. So she I don't know. Fun. But then at the same time, like, girls' trip could be cute. That could be funny, too. So I don't Tiffany know. Deesh. It's a booty hole. You can't get no affection in your booty hole. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Nick, girls trip or rough um, night? Go. I, I'm going to go with girls trip just because it's in New Orleans. Oh, there you go. And, and are there, is it girls trip to the Essence Fest? Is that what they're kind of like their excuse or whatever? I, I, I I'm not sure which, why they're there because maybe I thought that they were just going, but it might be for Essence Fest. Nothing against Scarlett Johansson or Kate McKinnon and definitely not Zoe Kravitz because they have like a good cast for Rough Night, but Girls Trip. No, it's, it's 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 a good it's it's a it's a good cast. I just think the the trailer for Girls Trip is is a little more relatable, and it's just it looks like I mean they're they're doing they're doing they're doing the most absent and all stuff. Now, granted, they don't kill a man at least not in the trailer, but all I'm saying is that they're having some nice semi innocent fun, and it looks like it looks like like a like a grown person's freak Nick. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, it is. What's, hello? Uh, I'm, I'm got the mute. Bonet. What? What is uh, that? Uh, was that? Yeah, what, what's going on? You good? I don't know. Okay, we heard like a really loud buzzing. All right, it's gone now. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, so now to the segment that those serious players of the game are waiting for. And that is the shot list. But first, let me describe what Cinema Draft is. It is the fantasy sports version of the movies. But instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies. Now their movies perform at the North American box office. We'll earn you points for your 10-actor call sheet while competing against others for fun and prizes. Draft 10 actors who are assigned a dollar value salary. You have a $100,000 budget. You try to draft all 10 actors. No more, no less must draft at least one actor from the three release types of movies. Wide release, 2,000 screens and up. Limited release, 501 to 1,999 screens. Or platform release, 500 screens or less. Headliners, there are two headliners per film. Their points are worth 40% more. For example, if Suicide Squad earns 100 million, Margot Robbie would get 100 points at one point per million in wide release, while Will Smith would get 140. Simple math. It, we have, uh, it is free to play with over $200 in prizes this week, plus a $25 bonus to the highest scoring call sheet that is not my own. If mine is the highest scoring call sheet for the week, then 
no one gets the bonus and it rolls up to the next week progressively and it would be fifty dollars and seventy five, etc. etc. Big shout out to Ringballs twenty two, who has won Call She the Week for a record tying three straight times. He's actually tied my record of three straight times. Good job, Ringballs. Can you set the record and go for four? No, because I'm coming for you this weekend, damn it. All right. Our beta testing is open and live. The game starts Thursdays at 10 p.m. Pacific time, and we lock in the theater counts for the weekend at 6 p.m. Pacific time. So whatever we list on the site at 6 p.m. Uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday night is the screen count and, and release type for the run of the game. All right. So let me share my screen, and let us get to the short list. All right, so the first part of the shot list. Well, first of all, and actually before I dive into the shot list, uh, Nimi, since you haven't played the game and somebody hadn't played the game yet. <laughs> how Nick, about I submitted a call sheet and it didn't go through? How about double check your call sheet after 6 p.m. on Thursday because release types change all the time at Theater Lock. All right, uh, at, yeah, Theater Lock. When, when it's Theater Lock at 6 p.m., always double check your call sheet after 6 p.m. On Thursday to make sure that that you know release types haven't changed any because quite often we get a new information late on Thursday that changes the the release types for these games and it'll, that will invalidate your call sheet. So make sure okay. everyone listening at home double check your call sheet after 6 p.m. on Thursday. Got okay, it? Okay, I'll do that this week. Okay, cool. So Nick, what has been your experience so far? I, I see you in there every week. I appreciate you. We need to get we need to get Melanie up in there. Whoa. Come on. Ah, okay. Well, that's okay. Are we good? Who's that coming from? Mm, I'm not sure. I don't hear anything. Do you hear anything? I hear it sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Exactly. Oh, goodness. What? Yeah. Okay. So I hear nothing. Coming from your side. All right, anyways. <laughs> All right, so I, we'll, we'll push through. Sorry, podcast listeners. We'll push through. So, oh, yeah, this so doesn't what, get what? edited? <laughs> mm -mm. No, no. Do we, you still hear it? A little bit. It's just gone now, but it's kind of in the background. It's kind of strange. Uh, anyways, uh, so we're pushing through. So, yes, yeah, so what's been your experience uh, week in, week out? I see you struggling a little bit, but you're still putting in calls, which I appreciate. What, what's been your experience so far? Uh, my experience so far, thank you for developing the mobile. Um, but now that I'm back on the computer, it's been cool. Like, I've been able to just go in. I see things as I'm selecting people, and I'm still developing my strategy. Ah, okay. Have you have you listened to any of the other like strategy pods or, or we know well, we know you guys aren't in the group chat yet, but have you like what what are you doing as far as terms of strategy to get like information to kind of help out your personal strategy? So I actually started doing a little bit of research on my <laughs> on my own, um, and then I listened to just the podcast in general. I need to listen to the strategy one. Okay. But um, yeah, that's all of that's been helpful. Just listening to you and Jay Devlin has been helpful. <laughs> Jay Devlin, <laughs> my bad. Um, so that's been helpful, and just trying to get my own rhythm. So that's that's the other thing to it is that I could probably strategy stuff for days, but I just need to find my own rhythm. Okay, fair enough. And and also, it does help too if you guys take a look at the <clears throat> the basic strategy guide. It's an eighteen minute. Uh, 
it's an 18 minute video I did where basically kind of walk you through some of the more popular strategies that the best players in the game use. We go through concepts like stacking, headliner stacking, uh, stars and scrubs, different types of strategies you can approach depending on the weekend and what's out there. Uh, and it, I think it's, it's pretty helpful for, uh, for emergent players. So I did watch that. Oh, good, 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 good. Okay, so so hopefully uh, you learned learned a few things and are able to apply them, and and we'll see you get better at the game. The w great thing about this game that I've noticed <clears throat> in the six month run of it so far is just watching players develop strategies uh, and and get better over time. Hell, even one week my mom beat me, and that damn near never happened. So that was pretty awesome to see. Hi, draft mom. That was pretty awesome to see you <laughs> go out there and beat me that one week. Actually, we put you on the pod. We were I was very I was very proud of you, mom. So keep banging out there, keep doing what you're doing, and and all those and all those at home. Definitely, if you are if you are struggling or or having cash in the wild, definitely take a look at the basic strategy guide. Listen to the podcast. We do recap podcasts either Monday night or Tuesday morning. We'll do the shot list around the you know this during the weekly podcast, which go up Wednesday mornings. And also looking into the weekends, we get get a lot of good strategy as we try to project what's going to happen after. Uh, game lock on Thursday when we do one usually Friday morning or afternoon. And oftentimes with Jay Devlin. Big shout out to Jay Devlin, who should be back in the mix this week. Can't wait. Can't wait. All right. <laughs> so the shot so so pay attention, Momo. You might want to keep some of these actors in the back of your head as you construct your call sheets this weekend. So on the A list and let me share my screen. On, on the A-list, you're going to want to look out for, of course, Wonder Woman. No big secret here. It's going to have a redonkulous opening, uh, and it's priced appropriately. You're probably going to want to get the cheaper of the two headliners, Chris Pine, at 34000 The way it's constructed, you really can't get two headliners in there because Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman herself, is at 35200 which means that's almost like a combined, what, 70? I'm bad at math. It's like 71, 72,000. And with eight slots left, you literally cannot fit in any any other players after that. So get you Chris Pine. He's the cheaper of the two headliners. It's like paying your taxes. Just pay it. Keep it moving. Because uh, everyone's going to have at least one headliner from Wonder Woman, and most likely will be the cheaper one at Chris Pine. Although Gal Gadot, of course, stays bay. All right. So... Uh, number two on the A-list, you're probably going to want to get some exposure to Pirates. Pirates is going to be pricey, uh, but it's still affordable. Uh, actually, we're dropping it down to 22800 for Javier Bardem this week. He's a headliner in Pirates, uh, plays the villain Captain Salazar. Uh, and and yeah, after coming off an 80 was it 83 million uh, four day weekend, 62 million three day weekend. Uh, even if it drops by another you know 50 60 percent, which I fully expect it will, because everyone's going to see Wonder Woman this weekend. That's still you're still going to get like a good 25 to 30 million out of it. So you might as well you know if you can afford it, get a headliner here as well as headliner from Wonder Woman and keep it moving. That will probably be the bulk of your points in what is vastly shaping up to be a stars and scrubs strategy this week. Uh, Co-starring, these are some values you want to look out for this weekend. We, uh, this is a bit of a wild card, but I'm going to roll with it because from everything I've seen so far, it sounds like it's going to do some business. About $33 million is expected opening this weekend. Captain Underpants, the first epic movie. Kevin Hart, 17000 <laughs> He is the cheaper that you have. I know, Kevin Hart's everywhere. I mean, that guy. Wow. Yeah. I mean, Secret Life of Pets, 
in his stand-up movie and Central Tele. He's in all these damn movies, and here he is in an animated movie, Captain Underpants, the first epic movie, uh, 17,000. Now, there might be a strategy out there where you could probably roll up a few Captain Underpants as a contrarian pick to, say, getting another Pirates. Or, or I mean, I probably wouldn't go up against... Uh, the juggernaut that is Wonder Woman, but you know, if you, maybe if you've got like three or four Captain Underpants, that might make up for one Wonder Woman. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely. I've, even though I haven't heard of this property, it is tracking for a 30 million plus open, and there is a dearth of new animated movies out in the marketplace. So I guess you could consider it as somewhat decent family counter programming to the Woman of Wonder. Um, this one also is a little bit of a wild card. This one's Churchill. Miranda Richardson is the cheaper of the two headliners at 6500 And it's a platform release. I haven't seen a single trailer or a commercial, but it is opening on about 200 screens. It's the biopic of a famous person, you know, Winston Churchill. He was what the famed... Uh, was he prime minister during World War II and stuff? People quote him all the time, and it's it's on a, it's on a lot of theaters relatively, so for no publicity, so it might be a sleeper. Keep your eye out, open for it. Churchill. As, has have either of you guys heard of the movie Churchill coming out? Nope. No. Okay, that might be that, that might be uh, that might if you're if you're a, a risk taker, you might want to bet on Churchill. Otherwise, in platform release. I'm, I'd probably put money on three idiotas. I mean, 325 screens. It's our 3F of the week. That is our foreign-focused film. Uh, when it comes to population proximity and population density, now these are honest-to-God theories. We came up on the spot uh, doing one of the Friday pods with Jay Devlin, uh, trying to figure out like the success, uh, why some uh, uh, 3Fs you know, do well versus some that don't. And we kind of figured out it has to do with population density, India, billion people. Those movies tend to do really well in, in America. And also uh, population proximity. Mexico, Mexican films, Three Idiotas, I believe is a Mexican film, uh, is proximity to America and our large and burgeoning uh, Latino American uh, culture you know, tend to support those films. So yeah, so I think Three Idiotas is the one to look out for in platform release. And there can even be a case to, to max stack this movie. That would be all, that'd be eight uh, of the 10 available actors stacking on your call sheet. Only because if this thing does 1.2 to 1.5 million, you're looking at 12 to 15 points before the headliner bonus. With the headliner bonus, you're into the 20s. So there's, there's, there's a case to be made that you could probably stack this alongside with your one Wonder Woman. But we'll see what, what shapes up on Thursday afternoon. So the cutting room floor. Skip these losers. Which who ends up on the cutting room floor this week? Ah, well, it's been a it's been a real it's been a real run. Eugenio, Derbez, Salma Hayek, but how to be a Latin lover? Be gone. Hit the trash. We're done with you. You guys had a nice run. You might, you're probably gonna end up in platform release this week. It, you already made up all the money you're gonna make. You're already, probably gonna get, be good for two or three points, two hundred, three hundred thousand in the box office. So, you know, thanks for playing. We're moving on. Also, sad to say, because it looks kind of sweet, I'll probably catch it on video someday, <laughs> is Everything, Everything. That's Aww. the one with the... I know, yeah. It's, it's, this is a movie that it's done okay. It hasn't done great. Look, last weekend, 
He did six million, so if it's going to drop another fifty percent and stay in wide release, it's probably going to be only it's probably only going to do about three to three point five million. So three and a half points just isn't cutting it at wide release. This is a classic example of a movie that is going to be too wide for its own good at twenty two hundred screens, while averaging what was it about. It'll average less than 2,000 on the screen. It's not worth your time or your call sheet space. So skip that loser. Now, aside from Wonder Woman, are there any movies that are out or coming out this weekend that you're looking forward to seeing? Ladies. This weekend? No. Um, Just Wonder Woman. Yeah, just Wonder Woman. Although looking at Three Idiotas, I want to see it. Oh, but, okay. but I don't know that I, I it won't be this weekend. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, well, don't don't wait too long either because those three Fs they go pretty quick. I mean, those foreign focus films will be in like for like two or three weekends, and they then hashtag they gone. <laughs> we have a cool theater here though that usually keeps them around a little bit longer, so we'll see. Oh, okay, Pasadena. What you toy? Okay, all right. So excellent. All right. Uh, so our over under this past weekend was uh, Baywatch. And 75% of people – yeah, I know. La, ha, ha, ha. Yes, it was Baywatch. We picked for $35 million was the bar. 75% picked under. You 75% were correct. Of co- As usual, I suck at this game because I picked the over because I was an optimist. That's what I get from being an optimist in today's America. But, yes, um, it only garnered $18 million and $23 million on the four-day critics – Yes, I'm looking at you, Manola Dargis, hater. I don't know. I don't even know if she reviewed it, but I just can't say Manola Dargis. Uh, anyways, critics killed it, and people just really chill the hell out because it was a really fun ride. But I was on the wrong side of history, and so this week we're going we're gonna to get right. This week our over-under is going to be Wonder Woman. $100 million is the over-under. What do you guys think? Over-under. Momo. Mm. Can't push. <laughs> I say under. Ooh, okay, under for Wonder Woman. What do you think, uh, Nick? Over or under, hundred million for for Wonder Woman. Oh, I hate to say this, under. Okay, and you know what? I'm going to say over because I am that dumb optimist. But also, hearing that the tracking is gone, has even mentioned 111 and 120 million. I think it's. I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy over, but I think it's going to be over. And and especially all the publicity that the the all female screenings and stuff have gotten. I mean, <laughs> some of the social media behind has been really awesome too. I think it's so funny. All these, you know, these, you know. Uh, these these white men who get their little panties in a bunch oh so women want to actually have a female only screening a big deal it's like one tweet i saw was like okay so you guys just we couldn't vote for 100 years yet you won't let us get one night we can watch a movie by ourselves basically like fuck you (laughs) wow you know what i agree if you want to go watch it where you're comfortable watch where you're comfortable i support you it was alamo draft house go for it do your thing who cares it's a movie you know everyone relax so yeah, so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the returns on this. I think it's going to be huge, huge. And I want I can't it to wait. be. Yes. Yeah, so we can get sequels and more, you know. Yes, uh, I want it to be focused, over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, female, female-focused heroines. Matter of fact, uh, just to tease my next week's uh, podcast, my next week's guest, we'll be doing the top five heroine movies. Yes, so fingers crossed. That should be a good one. All right. Uh, and I guess we'll bring us in for a landing. Thank you, ladies. It's been excellent. Thank you for having us. Thank yes. you. 
Yes. Now, where can you find Cinema Draft? You can go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Sign up and play. It is free to play. Follow us on all of our social media. We're on all the major social media platforms. Our blog is at medium.com slash at cinemadraft. And subscribe to the podcast. Watch the podcast on YouTube. Subscribe YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever it is you get your podcast and everything. Once again, we are live this week as usual. Game starts 10 p.m. Pacific time. Theater Lock is at 6 p.m. Pacific time. Over $200 in prizes. Totally free to play. $46 in first place in the feature presentation. Plus a $25 bonus to the best scoring call sheet on the site. That is not mine. Results usually sometime after 6 p.m. Pacific time on Monday. And once again, ladies, it, you know it's been a pleasure having you. Fam of the pod, give yourselves a hand once more. Woohoo! <laughs> Got yeah. off to a rocky start. Had a few fun, interesting, controversial cul-de-sacs, but you know what? It's not fam. Exactly, it's not fam. It's great. It's great. Some some fight, some fuss and fight. Uh, ladies, anything on a plug? Self-care, <laughs> just for people to engage in more self-care. I was gonna say, and plain etiquette. Oh my god! But yeah. uh, don't don't you have a business, a small business you're running? I mean, no, that's chance? I don't plug that on here. Nope. Oh, oh, okay. Nah, hey, look, look. Like I said, I mean, you you'll be begging, and your friend will be begging for this free airtime. We'll be you'll be off to Casper mattresses and Blue Apron, and you'll be like, damn it, this is, this is free all about the, all about time. the movies and ways to de-stress yourself during you know everyday life. <laughs> okay, Momo, anything you want to plug besides your graduation? <laughs> yes, very proud of him. But no, I don't have anything else this week at least maybe next time okay excellent 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 I had a great time as usual always a good time when family comes around and there went my son <laughs> okay so you know the drill everybody it's been great thanks for stay, sticking around with us we went a little long but who cares it's family and this you know until next time go see a movie or something